This is the On to Something podcast with Zane Witcher. I'm here with you today because we are having a conversation with a great man by the name of Roy Saravantes. Uh, if you have not gotten the chance yet, make sure to follow us on social media and also click subscribe. That is very helpful for us and the podcast world just as a whole. Uh, I want to feature Roy today because he's a solid worship leader. Uh, he's a guy that I've known for a while, and he's got a group in which you're going to hear him talk about his band Portraits and uh, just some awesome things that they are doing right now. And I wanted us to be able to get just a view into uh, the window of his life and seeing it. Uh, I've got deep respect for what he does week in and week out, and he really does pour into it in a ministry mindset and a ministry posture. He's an extremely hard worker, so make sure to give him a follow. If you have ever liked talking about things like leadership, accidentally ripping your pants, setting goals, producing music, reflecting on past mistakes, and best practices for marriages, this is your episode. Let's go ahead and listen in. Give us the, like, in two to three minutes, give us a roadmap of the past three to five years for people. So if they didn't know you, let's say if they didn't know you from college and beyond, what has the journey been like for Roy? Yeah, um, man, the last three years have not been what I thought they would be. Uh, it has been a ride, but it was been it's been really cool to see. So, man, three years ago, I was working full time in Fort Worth, the church just outside of Fort Worth, and I was dating my now wife um, and living with some guys. And then we got engaged. Uh, Meg and I did, and um, Meg graduated from TCU and got into a master's program in San Antonio. And so I said, okay, God brought us together, and I believe in His the calling in her life. And so I said, well, obviously we're going to San Antonio. And so we moved to San Antonio and uh, Meg was going to school and I signed on with a church in Seguin, which is a smaller community just out um, east of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, worked there for about a year and a half before we had man, a massive fallout with a lot of church hurt. Uh, it just wasn't a good situation. Mm -hmm. That was just a really difficult time and, and kind of started a really weird but but good but weird season that you'll hear about a little bit later in our lives. And then... Um, yeah. Meg graduated in December with her master's, and we moved back to Fort Worth uh, right after that. And so we're currently in Fort Worth. The last three years um, have been crazy with uh, increased opportunity with to travel with my band and my team. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And which is who? Which is Portraits Music. In the last year and a half, we wrote and produced and released three EPs um, that are available wherever you find music. And then we travel and serve primarily student ministries, but we also get to do adult conferences and events and, and I guess, normal worship gatherings. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and it's a blast, man. Um, it's not something that I initially wanted um, to uh -huh. say, man, the majority of my work time is on the road, travel mm -hmm. ministry. But it's been really cool. And we get to travel mainly in Texas, but also uh, out of state uh, to lead worship and hang and connect with students and do ministry. And I follow y'all's page and you say it stays mostly in Texas. And sometimes I look at like where you're identifying like a group that you went to and I'm like, where in the world is that? So that may be actually in Texas and I just don't know every place that y'all go. But it seems like y'all travel a lot of weeks, like out of 52 weeks of the year, how many are you traveling? Man, we probably are out and about probably 25 right now to 30. Wow which is pretty significant. Um, I think the goal for it to be sustainable would be to go up to about 40 to 42. Hmm. So we'll see. Is, the, is that one of the goals? I think so eventually. Uh, it depends on who you ask in the band. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like Meg. <laughs> very much so. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's definitely a, a goal to, to travel some more. But I haven't quite sat down and said, man, this is the, this is the number that I want. Okay. You live a very different normal life. It's still normal, but you live a very different life than most people that do an eight to five clock yes. in. So like give give your yeah. ebb and flow. So my Mondays are partially an off day. It's kind of like a Friday for me. Uh -huh. And I sleep in on Mondays and I have a meeting at 11 with my pastor. And then I'll spend a 
couple of hours at one of my favorite coffee shops, answering emails, doing admin admin work, planning and dreaming, things like that. Tuesday morning, I take the morning off uh, because in the afternoon we have rehearsal or at night we have rehearsal for our church. And so in the afternoon, I tried to schedule a meeting with with somebody, either a band member or somebody within my network. Um, and then I'll spend the late afternoon back on my computer, taking care of admin work, planning, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll get home probably around eight or nine on Tuesday after rehearsal with my with my church team. Wednesday is a little bit similar, but I'm up and at them a, a little bit earlier um, than the ones. I try to have lunch with somebody that I'm getting to know or trying to influence mm-hmm. or maybe with one of my heroes mm-hmm. or somebody that's influencing me. And then I head to Northridge and Hills um, and I spend Wednesday night with some students at Centerpoint Church um, in that area. Thursday is my real off day. This is my rest day, my relaxed day. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically grab an intentional meal with my wife, at least one, um, and then I prep to be on the road the next day uh, because Friday is our travel day typically. Mm -hmm. And so we try to get on site wherever we're traveling to by 11 o'clock in the morning um, and we have to set up. Uh, We bring Mm -hmm. an actual stage design and setup where we bring in sound, lighting, and video stuff. So it takes some time, so we got to get there early to set up and do sound check and then we have a session that night. Uh, It's a super busy, but a super rewarding day for us to come in and meet a new ministry or a ministry that we've served in the past and get to meet new students. Um, Saturdays are full of sessions. So typically we have a Saturday morning session and a Saturday night session. Uh, We try to find the band, tries to find time to carve out for some coffee and exploring wherever we're at. Mm -hmm. And then after our last session, we tear down and head back to our homes. Uh, We typically get in really late on Saturday nights, typically. Um, And I try to sleep as much as I can on the road because on Sunday, I get to my church at about 8.15. No. um, And and I lead my church team in rehearsal um, and then worship with my community. And then I take a fat nap on Sunday afternoons um, <laughs> and typically try not to talk much. It's crazy. My weekends are crazy right now. Yeah. Could you qualify the difference between, I feel like listeners need to know what is a nap compared to a fat nap? <laughs> um, if, if you've taken the Sunday nap, you know that like an hour is probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. there are some Sundays where I will be asleep for like, two to three hours dang preacher um it is a fat nap that's a fat Um, nap (laughs) wow that is that is beautiful i love that i'm gonna use that people people in in my church are not gonna let me use that word but like (laughs) i'm gonna try it anyways okay so uh, let me pull back for a second and because my tendency is always i want to jump into what people do then i'm like oh yeah and remember who they are tell people about the fam just for a minute like meg and the pup and what y'all like to do and all those things Uh, meg is my wife and she is um amazing if you're into enneagram she's a type Mm. two how long Um, y'all been married smart we've been married for over two years almost almost two Mm. and a half um, so long. And uh, I know, so long, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's crazy smart. She is a believer and supporter of what I'm doing, and it's just really cool. In our family dynamic, um, I have two dogs. I have Apollo, mm. who is a black lab. He is about four years old. And then I have Artemis, who is an Anatolian shepherd, who's two years old. And I know the listeners may have not may not know what an Anatolian is, I plead that you uh, Google what an Anatolian shepherd is and go, look, she is a horse. Uh, She's like 130 pounds and so much fun, man. I love her so much. Roy, that's bigger than me. It's so crazy, dude. It's so crazy. She's, she's a horse. Wow. What, what inspired the names? Cause those are such like dignified names. (laughs) I am you scholar. I, <laughs> <laughs> I try to trick people to think that I'm much more smart than I actually am. Mm, well done, well done. <laughs> but uh, man, Meg and I are big fans of Greek mythology, and so we were like, "Yeah, we're going to name them after Greek deities," and and we just like the names. They, uh, it just sounds more noble than like a dog named Buddy or something. Buddy, yeah. Nope. That was exactly it right there. I, Roy, let me tell you, I despise when people call me Bud. I'm pretty sure you and I talked about this way back in the day when we worked together. But like Bud is the most demeaning. I feel like you're talking to me like I'm your second grade camper. And you're like this ancient, like wise person when you call me Bud. Like if you want to just like cross Zane Witcher, Bud is how you do it. But back to your life for a second. That... 
you could win two truths and a lie just off of saying that you and Meg are highly into mythology. I that is a left turn that I was not <laughs> expecting for. Wow. Um, Honestly, same when I met her, uh, and so it's been really fun. So tell me, tell me about Meg and the band. How does that work together? Yeah, it's been a little bit of an adjustment for sure uh, because of how long I'm gone mm-hmm. um, and how often I travel. But Meg is does a really good job of being in and supporting in different ways. So Meg will help a lot with like social media. Mm-hmm. And she has a little bit of a knack and an eye for just the way that things look, both on social media and in the live setting. So she has the ability to help us run slides and things like that. She helps us with merch. Mm-hmm. So we just started... We have a merch table when we travel, and our most recent addition have been scrunchies, and um, they're actually handmade by Meg. Meg handmakes our merch scrunchies. Yeah. And so, man, she's just all in as much as she can um, and really believes and supports um, supports us. She comes whenever she can, but it's not as often as uh, really probably both of us would like with where she was in school and then... Having two big dogs is really kind of like having two toddlers too. It's really to just leave them. And so, and it's expensive Mm -hmm. to get a baby, a dog Mm -hmm. babysitter. Uh, (laughs) And so um, she hangs in um, and takes care of the dogs and and waits for us to come home sometimes. Wow. Does she have pipes? Does she ever like step in when you're not hitting the note properly? She says, stand aside. I'll take care of this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she is a very good critic, but she is more of a shower singer. That's that's kind of her. Oh, no, that's so sad. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's where I am as well. The shower is the only safe place for Zane, as you encountered before <laughs> this podcast started. I, For some reason, I was singing a 10th Avenue North song, and I was like, wow, you want to know what my nightmare is? If I was ever caught singing this and Roy was already live on the podcast system and he goes, I've heard it. And I was like, that is my nightmare. And it just came true. And it's been a while since I've talked to Roy. So it was like, oh, there goes all my credibility in one moment. <laughs> it was amazing. Let's move to the band then. Um, yeah. What, yeah, we got to move past that. Give me a breakdown of like who it is. I mean, of course, we're all waiting to hear about Hudson, but tell me like who all is in, in the band and kind of give us a rundown. Yeah, so my brother, his name is Aaron, and he is our lead guitar player and is just a musical wizard and genius. Wicked smart when it comes to music, man. So good. He and I have been leading obviously together forever. So that's Aaron. Austin is uh, our drummer. Um, Austin is the baby of the band. Absolutely is the baby of the band, um, but we love Austin, um, and he's the—he's just the youngest, and uh, but we love him a lot. He's an insane drummer, holy moly! And we have Kaylin. Kaylin co-leads with me and co-writes with me. Man, wicked gifted leader, holy moly! She is just so good. Is she the lead voice on King? She is the lead voice on King. Okay, and she should be. Man, she has what it takes to be leading at like Gateway or whatever. Man, fill in the blank wow. of like master church she has what that take uh-huh. what it takes to, to lead there and then of course the glue that holds us all together is hudson inger absolutely um, hudson is our keys player and is just comedic relief um, <laughs> and on all the things we also have uh, mike mike doesn't travel with us on the road a whole lot but mike takes and you'll, you'll hear about him a little bit later he takes a big brunt of uh, our studio time and, and what it takes i guess the the music production part of what it takes to be in a band mm-hmm. and Mike helps me dream and, and take through some of that mm-hmm. as well. Does he sometimes refer to himself as prison Mike? Yes, that is, that is him, the infamous prison Mike, but <laughs> lately he's had to become more professional and he had to like change his no. Instagram handle. No. And all of these things. And I'm like, man, no. growing up is terrible. Stay true to your identity. Once prison <laughs> Mike, I'm always saying. prison Mike. You don't, That's what I'm you don't saying. choose that life. That life chooses you. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Okay, awesome. So that's a, that, is that a five-member band or six? I, I never passed math. Yeah, so that is, that's six of us. Um, typically when okay. we travel, it's five, um, but six of us uh, comprise portraits. Awesome. How did the band just form together? Yeah, it was really just a desire to elevate creati- uh, gifted creatives um, and then serve churches as best as we can. And so, like, this group of people didn't get together to say, hey, let's be a band. 
um, but more really to just jump on some opportunity to serve churches that wanted us to come and serve. Um, and so I've cycled out a lot of my friends to come and help me serve churches. Uh-huh. Uh, but this group was the one that stuck. Um, and it's been really cool to watch them grow in their giftings and just, man, love on churches. They love churches really, really, really well. Oh, which is such an awesome heart with it. How how has the band been able, so, you know, the cycling through um, people and now you've got a solidified group. Uh, the solidified group, though, y'all have gone through a decent amount of just life phase shifts as a whole, it seems like, at least from yeah. the distance between people getting married and moving and different things like that. How have y'all been able to keep everyone just together? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I'm a little bit surprised that we're all still together. Uh, <laughs> and to uh, to use, I mean, the, the cliche that life is 100% a roller coaster. And but but through it all, I think I think the team sees a lot of value in what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, and they believe in they believe in us, um, and it's a safe place to understand that we're all for each other. And so, believe it or not, traveling gets old after a little bit. I believe, uh, <laughs> but there's a ton of buy-in from my team to, like I said, serve churches, to build relationship, um, and honestly, to create good art. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I think that's that's the thing that's held us together. And Hudson, <laughs> and Hudson, of course, always Hudson. <laughs> So what, seriously, if you don't know who Hudson is, as we keep referencing, just go to their Instagram page. What's y'all's handle? Our Instagram handle is Portraits Music. Yep. Uh, like the picture, Portraits. And so you can find Hudson. He's definitely our Instagram model. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You can see him repping y'all swag. And then also you can find videos of him just, I mean, just doing very random and sometimes yeah, impressive things. <laughs> Just, I sometimes I get upset that it's like you have all this talent in you, but you never like the time that he ran up that like ten foot wall or Gosh, something. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, yeah, and then like his dribbling. I don't know where y'all were, but like he he did this like back and forth dribbling with the basketball that was like that was really it's good, so but he crazy. was doing it. Yeah, it's, so crazy. yeah it's, it's too much. Look, look them up, follow them, and you'll you'll know what we're talking yes. about here. You've done all this traveling and uh, you've been with all these different groups. Tell me about what was the most awkward gathering you've done. You don't have to reveal who it is, but tell me like the most awkward set y'all have ever been in. And then tell me like one of the greatest sessions that y'all ever did. Because I, I just, I think it'd be fascinating to hear as a group that travels. Um, so there are a ton of awkward gatherings um, <laughs> and sessions that we do, mainly because we serve a lot of churches who don't have very expressive worship culture. Yep. Yep. And so we come into like these hype songs and we bring a lot of energy. And these kids are looking at us like, where, where am I? What is happening? Um, and that's especially on our first night. But mm-hmm. once we get, we build some relational equity with a full day of like hanging with students, uh, the response is much better on Saturday. But there is one moment that sticks out among all the others of awkward moments in gatherings. And um, it is when I split my pants. No. I ripped my pants. No, you didn't. On opening, on opening night of one of our camps three years ago. Holy moly, that was three years ago. And so we're in the middle of our first song. It's super hype, lots of energy. I'm jumping around, and there's uh-huh. this kid in the front row that's like mouthing to me, like, look down, you ripped your pants. And I'm like, bro, I'm like leading worship here. No. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I look down. And sure enough, my old navy joggers were split from my zipper to my knee almost. Oh my. Uh, like it was not not just like a baby no. rip, you know what I mean? Uh-uh. Like, it's, like it's a massive rip. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I did what, what every artist is taught to do, and you keep going. Uh, <laughs> now, luckily, I was wearing one of those typical worship leader shirts that's, like, longer. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And so, like, we were good, but also, like, everybody could see thigh. Right. You know, like, upper thigh. Right. And so um, my producer gets on in my ears, and in in my inner monitors is like, Roy, get off the stage right now. Um, and so I run off stage, the band finishes the first two songs, but in the second song, I'm supposed to rap, um, in the second song and I'm, I can't be on stage. So our MC runs out on stage and lip syncs the rap while I do it on my mic in the back from behind stage. That's impressive. It was crazy, dude. It was so funny and so crazy. It's like 400 students. Right. And so I run back to my dorm, put on new pants 
and then come back and I get to stand in front of 400 students that I just met that's like, all right, that was awkward, but here we go. We're going to, we're going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like 400 students that know you very well yes. now after that first song. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was incredibly awkward, but there's no hiding from that. And so, you know, you just kind of own it and laugh at yourself right. and never wear old Navy joggers ever again. What a, yeah, this isn't, this podcast is anti Old Navy. No, I can't say that. We'll get emails for that. People have done it. Um, but wow, that, man, you could, there's your second out of the three, two truths and a lie is say, I've worshiped so hard. Pants. I've ripped my pants. Oh my goodness. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Okay. So, so that was, that was the uh, nightmare one. Yeah. How about, uh, how about one that just knocked you off your feet? Man, uh, we have a ton. We do have a ton of great sessions, but it's kind of weird because a great session for us isn't necessarily one that where we hit all of our marks, but it's like a holistic effort between us and the speaker and the hosting pastor. Uh huh. Um, and so, like, we can feel really great about uh, what we did on stage and still feel like the session was a little bit off hmm. uh, because we didn't collab enough with the other factors. Uh huh. I think a good session for us is one with a lot of energy and buy-in from the students, hmm. um, intentional pieces from the hosting pastor um, that's there, that's with these students, and then a solid gospel-centered message uh, with like clear directions on how to respond from the speaker. It's typically like if there were a formula, that would be what a great session looks like. Hmm. But our most memorable, like awesome session was we do this? We've done this event in Clyde, Texas, which is just outside of Avalon. It's First Baptist Clyde. Stop. It's like a hundred students in this, in this little cow town. And we're in this little chapel, this tiny chapel and it gets insane. And they do at the very end, they do just a hype session to celebrate everything that happened on the weekend. And like we're jumping, it's sweaty, it's nasty. Uh Like it's just like a really exciting, all high energy stuff. And two years ago, it just worked to where that Hudson was going to crowd surf. No, no, he wasn't. And so we got the senior guys to get up in the front no. and Hudson did a like did a stage no, dive did. and crowd surfed at the end and of he trusted at the end them. of this event. He did. And it was just like and he trusted them and they <laughs> caught him and it was awesome. Um crowd surfing for Jesus, dude. Like what? Uh, <laughs> it was just so awesome. And at the end we were unloading and Hudson was like, Wow, that's like a top three moment in my entire life. <laughs> Well, that's also something that not everyone gets to be able to say that they've done before. Yeah, that's right. Tell me about y'all's goals as a group. Tell me, actually, you know, tell me the last goal that y'all set out for and y'all have reached it as far as a band and a group. Yeah, our last goal that we accomplished was the Acoustic Sessions EP for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Our goal was to release two EPs in 2019 and we did that. Can you define EP for someone that doesn't have the music lingo? Yeah, so an EP is longer than a single, but not a full length uh, album. So a single is one to maybe sometimes two songs. So an EP is typically anywhere from three to six songs. Nice. And so we did two four song EPs in 2019, and then we're able to record our acoustic sessions EP and release it at the very beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a huge goal that we were able to meet, and it was really awesome. That is really awesome. And the Acoustic Sessions is out now, right? It is out. Wherever awesome. you can find uh, music, it was really cool. Um, we're really excited about about that EP. And it's awesome. I've listened through it a couple of times. What's the band's future for what you can see right now? I know I know. you said originally y'all haven't sat down and like maybe looked at what the proportion of amount of traveling, but you do... You do writing, you do recording, and you are doing traveling ministry. So, like, what what's kind yeah, of the big I dream? Mean, man, I would love to take over the world. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a terrifying place, but, um, but okay. <laughs> um, they really are incredible. Like, my team is incredible. Um, and I'd be lying if our dream wasn't to make it, you know, to make it fully sustainable uh-huh. for everybody, for all six of us. To call this a full-time job would be awesome. But I think in the short term, it's to continue to grow and build on what we've started. Mm -hmm. I have some dreams like to play Glorietta and Liberty, which are two massive camps that happen in the summer. To do Falls Creek, which is in Oklahoma, which is also, you're talking like a 7,000 student camp. Wow. Like insane, right? Um, I have dreams to write two more EPs and to hit a million streams across all platforms. Mm -hmm. Lots of dreams. um, But I try to take it one step at a time and not get my head 
too far up in the clouds. And so, man, we just want to continue to be faithful and to build and to grow on where we're at. Sure. Now, I may be I may be such a rookie in asking this question, but this isn't my field of expertise. You've <laughs> you've released one full album. Do you have like vision for another album at some point, or are you saying the EPs are kind of the next steps to get to an album? Yeah, I think so. In and this is a podcast for a completely different time, but in the Spotify world, it is much more sustainable and better use of resources to release singles and EPs. Really? Um, mm-hmm, very much so. And so. An album would be much more down the road and would probably only happen if we blew up and slash signed with a record label, Okay, which is kind of weird and crazy. But yeah, it's just much more bang for your buck and um, just easier to, to accomplish, especially when you're an indie artist. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. And that's that's one of the things I've really, yeah, I'm, I'm learning right now. I'm learning from the master. I, I've always really admired like you, Roy, with how researched you are and whatever. I mean, that was even the case in college. It felt like it's like if Roy said he had a plan, that usually meant he had researched or he had talked to someone best practice wise that you just always knew what the trends were. So I did not, I did not know that whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's been a completely new learning process for me. Um, and I've done some things wrong, but now I've learned a lot, um, and it's been really exciting and honestly really eye-opening. I, I learned a lot mm-hmm. that I did not know, and so it's been really cool. Tell me about feedback in, in your lane. Yeah. So I can imagine all the time you get people that pat you and your team on the back and say, like, that sounded great. But how does a group that, you know, you your artists and your worship leaders at the same time, and I think... I think both of those are beautiful. In some ways, they're the same thing. How do you work the balance between, you know, we're going to be faithful to, you know, setting up this environment for God, and then we're going to let God do things with it um, that's beyond us? And how do you also receive feedback from people and sharpen, like, your gifts as artists? And talk about about that line, because I feel like people— People would find that very helpful. Yeah, I love good feedback. I'm a. If you're into Enneagram, I'm an eight, um, and so you're not going to offend me if you think we missed the mark. Um, in fact, chances are I probably already know that we did. Right. He'll also love you if you tell yes. him that you Please missed the mark. Me. If you're eight, because you're like, yes. oh, good, yes. you're going to be transparent. Exactly. With me. Um, yep. And so, man, I love good feedback. But honestly, the greatest feedback that we get comes outside of our sound. There's just a ton of good bands. Um, In fact, there are bands that are doing what we do that are better than us. Mm -hmm. But the feedback, and I think the best feedback that I've gotten have been primarily from older youth pastors, guys that have been in the game for a little bit longer. And they're like, man, I've been around a ton of teams and y'all are are the best band holistically that I've ever encountered. Hmm. He's like, of course y'all sound great, um, but y'all take the time to meet students, to hang out and to really do ministry with us. And like that feedback is so much bigger and better than anything we could have done on stage than anything like on the artistry side that like, wow, I've never heard of anything like that. It just means so much more. Um, And it's just reaffirming that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing when we hear things like, man, I've been in youth ministry for 17 years and I have never met a group of people like y'all. Wow. Um, Wow. That's just so cool. That's huge. Yeah. And as someone that can also say that host a decent amount to have to have someone that not only just leads from the front but leads within it, it's it's got to be a holistic experience like they keep saying yeah for sure let's talk about maybe a mistake or two in yeah. in ministry if you get get to working with people and you're trying to do things for the community of god and everything like that you're gonna run into mistakes so um Process maybe like what's one of the mistakes you look back on that maybe people could learn from? Yeah, man, I uh, I made a mistake fairly recently. Even better, yeah, dude. It was uh, we were in the middle of booking for this year, and we were negotiating with um, a church where they didn't have the budget for us, mm-hmm. and it was only going to be one day. And so I was taking my time through that, um, talking through some of my some of my mentors and people that I trust. Hey, what would you do? talking mm-hmm. to the team. I always bring the team in on decisions like this. And then I get a call for somebody, another ministry on that same weekend. It would be a full weekend, full pay. 
what we were asked for and things like that. And so it was the very first time where I was going to say no to somebody. And we hadn't signed anything. Like we, I was still very much in the negotiation phase. At least I thought so. Um, so I was going to say, hey, man, I can't do that. But mm-hmm. here are some guys that I know that can take care of you. Um, and then say yes to this other one. Um, well, being an eight, I want to make sure that I communicate well and not very harshly. And so I... S- wrote out an email and sent it to my wife to read to make sure I wasn't coming across harsh. While Meg was reading that email, I sent an email to the full the full one and said, "Hey, we can do your we can do your event." Well, the unthinkable happened and these two youth pastors had lunch that day. Oh, wow. Uh, and our friends. And wow. so it looked really bad. Um, and I made a mistake on how on how I did that and how I I presented ourselves. And so, man, I emailed them both and I said, man, I am so sorry. Just down the line, I said, man, I want to come and lead for free. Like pick up, pick a Wednesday night. I need to make this right. I understand how it looks. That's not the way it was. I get it. But I want to come and make this right um, and make sure that y'all are taken care of. And so it ended up being okay. We ended up doing the full, the full one. And then some friends of ours from Abilene did the other. And it ended up being, from what I've heard, really great weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it was a crazy mistake. I was like, it's just one of those moments where you're like, everything, I, I just, I messed that up so bad. Mm-hmm. But was able to just, man, just say, you know what, man, I messed that up. I'm sorry. That was wrong. I shouldn't have handled it that way. I understand how it looks. Mm-hmm. Here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks for thanks for being willing to share that. Yeah, I usually find any time that, you know, I'm in a scramble or I'm trying to sort through something, and the moment that something goes wrong and I instantly feel the defensive mode, that's usually when it's revealed to me of like, oh, I yep, I have I have completely messed this situation up. So like a, a defensive place right. would be like, well, you know, I I was getting the other one edited really fast. If my editor would have sped up this one, you know, like something like that. <laughs> that's right. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's there. And I, wow. Just the, the covering as well of just being able to say, I want to make this right is huge. Yeah. Big time. Um, it's just been so, it's, it's just been like, just kind of revealing. And I, I think in personal ministry, I made the mistake when I was in Abilene or I had a mm-hmm. massive fallout with, um, with my my first real worship mentor and I didn't reconcile that relationship soon enough man I waited like three mm-hmm. years to call him and ask for forgiveness and to give my forgiveness wow um, I just waited way too long he's still a pastor in Abilene and like I'm the leader that I am today because of him uh-huh. um, but I chose to hang on to to a grudge for far too long and just say man I'm gonna be defensive about this and I wish man that that is one of my like per, in personal ministry that is my biggest mistake that I didn't reconcile that relationship quickly enough and uh, we're good mm-hmm. now we're good now and I I'll talk to him every once in a while but man I just wish I would have not been defensive in that way and just said you know what man let's let's work through this right now yeah so tell tell me built off of that just how how do you stay emotionally emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy when you're I mean it seems like you're concentrated days of weekends, Wednesday and Saturday is very much, uh, you're pouring into different things. So share a little bit of how do you, how do you stay healthy? Yeah. A lot of it revolves around rest and resting well. Um, that's from a physical and, uh, emotional and spiritual, um, space, but also man, have space where you can be vulnerable with people that are for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finding someone to pour into you regularly. And so I'm lucky that I have those people. My team is a really great space where I can be vulnerable and they are for me. I intend to get a, um, a counselor where I go. Um, I don't know yet how many sessions really? I want to do. Yeah, I want to. Um, okay. There's not enough space right now for us financially for it, but I intend to do that uh, because Solid. I just think it's important. Um, and it's really important for my marriage, for my ministry, for my well-being um, across the board um, to be able to have that space to be vulnerable, which is just really hard for. And some of you are like that no Enneagram that I mentioned earlier that I'm an eight. And they're like, this guy isn't an eight because he's trying. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm trying. OK, not all of us eights are jerks. Uh, we know sometimes and we try to fix it. All right. That's such a jerk statement. <laughs> no, you can process that with someone. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's space and rest. Uh, those are the two things where you where I've found where you can stay emotionally and spiritually healthy within 
the crazy role that I have. Yeah, which it does sound crazy. The ri- the rhythms to me seems like that would be the hardest part more than <laughs> writing or traveling or anything like that. Well, I mean, traveling's part of it. Just the rhythms to me seems like that's the place where if you were to get thrown off and no longer centered, that that could be the place more than, you know, something going wrong on a on the set or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Let's move to some lightning round questions for okay. just like some questions we ask for the onto something pod. Yeah, let's go. Someone who wants to do what you're doing right now, what would you recommend to them? Man, focus on more than just the music. Um, the market is mm. way oversaturated for art- artists right now. Um, so very rarely are you going to do something as an artist that absolutely wows people because they've probably already heard it before. And even more so if you're like a solo huh. artist. So I tell everyone that I can to focus on the ministry, focus on serving. I love the imagery of like a waiter at a restaurant and our favorite restaurant. And the reality is like most of us don't, I think about Sharky's, right? And most of us don't go back to our favorite restaurants, primarily for food, because if we're actually honest, Sharky's food isn't that amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relational connection that you make within a place, it makes you come back for that, even if the food is subpar. Um, and wow. the same thing goes with artists. Um, your art doesn't have to be the most incredible thing to have people coming back to it. If you focus on the relational aspect of that, people will come back and they'll see what that's like. And so focus on things more than just your music. Fascinating. By the way, the uh, place that uh, Roy is throwing heat <laughs> at is a burrito place in Abilene that he is just spitting fire like right at right now. Um, which, by the way, they are a very average burrito yeah, I mean, place. Just to it's give him good. some back there. But I want him to get emails. Please, please direct message Roy, not me with the burrito. But I, and I love Sharkies, but, and I go back every single time. Okay. Every oh, time. He's going to walk it back. He's going to walk it back. He's going to walk it back. No. All right. If you direct message me, you better direct message Roy. I love you, Sharkies. On this burrito controversy. He doesn't mean that, Sharkies. Uh, <laughs> tell me best practices of. Uh, being married, like these first couple of years, what's some best practices you've learned? Yeah, I think um, I think it's the typical the typical things that you think about. I, d- I don't know that there's like this secret sauce that you put into your marriage and you're like, yeah, you're strong through any sort of rhythmic changes mm-hmm. um, for that. But I, I really do think for us, it's been to communicate and to be in, and to be intentional. So I'm a terrible communicator to my loved ones. I just internalize a lot mm-hmm. of things and I try to do it on my own. And it honestly, it's pretty selfish. Um, so I have to force myself to, um, and be gently reminded. My wife gently reminds me a lot that I need to talk. Uh, I need to tell Meg about my day. Um, even if it's mm-hmm. like an insignificant day, like it was a normal day. I, I just, I need to let her in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be open in my communication there. Um, and then it's, it's intentional time. We have intentional time and space that's just for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to look at our phones. It's just us, man. Um, we have a couple of spots that are that are our spots here in Fort Worth. And we make the most of our time while we're there. Most of them revolve around food and it's fine. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're just our spots. And we, I, I try to be intentional about going there at least once a week. Uh, where this is our time and that, and nothing is gonna, nothing's gonna interfere with that. So those spots, those are places that you just go to during your times of rest. More of when I'm, when I'm trying to be intentional with my wife of like, Hey, I am, I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to spend time with just you, not, not on the couch watching mm-hmm. TV, um, you know, things where our attention can be divided, which mm-hmm. is kind of anywhere. Um, but they're just right. specific landmarks within our within our relationship that we keep going back to. So, like for example, um, there's a pancake house in Fort Worth called Old South. One of our very first dates uh-huh. happened at Old South, and so now that we're back in Fort Worth, we get to go back to Old South and sit in a in the same booth, and and, and it's just our it's just our sacred space kind of thing in this kind of dingy old hmm. pancake house. Um, but it's ours, um, and what's cool is that it it it's just intentional time for us to talk about our marriage, talk about our lives, make sure that we're well connected, make sure I ask the question, hey, how can I serve you this week within those spaces? Wow. Because it's only me and her. I'm not thinking about anything other than her and then maybe the bacon that they're going to bring. But that's it, you know? <laughs> I can dare you. Uh, wow. That's beautiful. I, yeah. lo- I love that. I think 
I think there's just there's some real truth to having some designated areas. I mean, yeah. you even see this in scripture, right? Like yeah. there's places that get marked off of like this place will be visited, but it's only visited in a unique way. Yeah. Um, and that that almost your environment sets you up for either a reminder or placing you in a different posture. That's right. Um, so like one of the things I try to I try to do is I only listen to a certain type of music during like my Sabbath time during the week. And what I found yeah. is that trains my body to actually be in a different place and posture when that music plays opposed to uh, what I'd listen to the rest of the week. You know, just so you're wondering, it's not your voice just on repeat. <laughs> I try to keep that only on Mondays, but um, I, I just think that's beautiful what you and Meg do, because I think I think there's something behind that that people need to think more on it. OK, so I've got a uh, I've got to fill in the blank for this one. Yep. OK, if I wouldn't have started doing blank. I could never be doing what I'm doing today. Man, if I wouldn't have started saying, I'll, I'll change the doing to saying, to saying yes. And I, I get to do what I'm doing today uh, because I started saying yes as much as I could in college. Huh. It opened up opportunity after opportunity and for me to build the relationships and the network that I needed to be able to do this. Right now, I might get some pushback from this, but I think it's really popular to say no right now. And hear me, that's that's a good quality to have. Like being able to say no, that's really good. But I think kind of in, in especially young adult pop culture, it's like, nah, I'm not going to do that because I need me time. And, and hear me, those things are good. Mm -hmm. But saying yes when it's inconvenient is huge. And it's, and it's been the primary factor that I think of why I get to do what I get to do is, is being, especially early on saying yes to almost everything. Yeah. I think I honestly do. I think that that's why I would, I am doing what I am today because I just started saying yes. Yeah, no. And I resonate with that because I, you know, you and I have both experienced that in just the world of ministry of, like I said, I had my season where I said yes to any type of speaking gig, which <laughs> took me to some very weird and strange yeah. places that I'm still working out with mentors, but like there's a season, right? Where it's like, you got to cut your teeth and find your voice and like be willing yep. to like try out new things. And I think the way to balance it on the tip of the pencil is like, when it comes to your lane of what you're wanting to do, you need to be very open. Yeah. Now, like I highly doubt you said yes to like any gig that was like, Roy, would you mind like coming selling these funnel cakes to us? <laughs> or, like, or like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe passing that up really hurts you. But yeah. like, and I think finding your lane and then being willing to say yes in it may be the way to balance that tension. That's right. Um, Cause I, yeah, I think, I think you're so right of like, there really is, something about being willing to just say yes when you find yeah. find like I know the direction but I don't know the path yet. That's right. And the yeses really help you find that. So I, I, I think you'll get some pushback, but not as bad as the burritos. I think that's I think that's where I land with that. So here's a really practical and like example of what that looks like for us right now. Do it, Roy. Do it. Uh, <laughs> so we said yes to doing a kids camp last year and if you're in ministry, oftentimes kids ministry is uh -huh. overlooked a lot um, as a secondary thing. And, and also like we're a band, we're a youth band and we do things like it's just different to say yes to a kids ministry thing. And now we get to do two weeks in Florida and we're probably going to get to go to Disney World for free. No. Because, all because we said yes to a kids no. camp. Oh, two yeah. straight and weeks. So yeah, dude. And like, it's crazy. Like what? Um, and did, did I want to do a youth camp? Do I get anything in return immediately in terms of like, kids aren't going to buy my merch because they don't have their own money and they're too young. Like, like all these things, you know what I mean? It does nothing to build the brand of portraits, but we said yes to ministry. And we we're literally going to reap the benefits of that this coming year immediately. It's just been so cool to see that. Um, and so not that not that those things matter, right? But like, we're getting two weeks straight in Florida because we chose to say yes wow. to, to kids ministry. And, and that's rad. Yeah. And Disney world. I mean, come on. Yeah, like what you gotta, you gotta spend the time to go ride avatar. You have to avatar and Slinky yes. dog. those are the two slinky dog will <laughs> always have my heart. 10 out of 10. Send okay. me all the direct messages. If you disagree, because I will take <laughs> you on head on. Saying the last question, what's uh, what's the best thing you've done in this first third of life? And by first third, I'm just talking about as you've built into the season of your 20s, 
um, and you're coming to a close. Are you at? Are you at a close, Roy? Yeah. We gotta talk about your age. Where are you, dude? I know I'm 29. That's right. I, that's what the number I was thinking. But I was like, ooh, depending on the year, he may he may have turned it. I'm um, so old. All right, it's all right. We'll speed bump that. Um, <laughs> what what's what's kind of the best thing that you've done for your formation in your life for this first third? So. This was the question that I, when you sent these to me, I was like, man, this is the hardest question hmm. on, on your group of, on, on, on your list of questions that you sent me. And man, I've done, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've done a lot of really great things for the first third of my life. I get married, man, getting to write and release and, and step into becoming an artist, mm-hmm. um, wrote like spontaneous road trips. I mean, I mean like tons of things that I'm like, Man, they've just brought a lot of value to my first third of life. But and and I'm gonna sound I, I might sound way too pastry here, mm-hmm. uh, but I really do think that the best thing that I've done is to stay connected within local churches, mm-hmm. even through the massive amount of church hurt that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and, and I'm not. I, I get it. You know, like we're millennials, and there's a ton of. Um, maybe maybe they're like the first Gen Xers that are listening, or Gen Zers. Sorry, Gen Zers. But uh, but maybe some millennials that are listening, and 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 we're we're in the same boat, man, of being cynical about the church, not trusting it, uh, being hurt by it, um, all of these things. And I really, I still, even through all of those things and all of my doubts, I really do think that the best thing I've done. Um, has been stay close and connected and serving local churches. Hmm. Um, not on the road. I'm not talking about getting paid for these sorts of things, mm-hmm. uh, but having a community of 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 other of other Christ followers that really are in the same boat as me, um, and choosing to worship together um, and gather together. Um, I, man, I just it, it's just been the best thing. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. The final question. Yeah. What, Roy, what, what are you on to right now in life? What What's kind of hit you? Maybe an epiphany, new outlook on life, maybe something you're cooking up. What are you on to? I am learning not to strive. Um, so like not to grind, okay. uh, which is so weird okay. because like I'm a, it, it's just a season that kind of God has me in right now. Um, but I just really want to let go and not grind. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. Uh, and I know like after hearing all of these things, you're like, Roy, you get to do what you do because you grind. And, um, and, and, but, but what I mean is like, I'm not sending emails looking for full-time job opportunities, um, to get man where I want to be financially and, and down the line. Like, uh, I'm not sending out emails to find summer camp opportunities and I'm not hmm. pushing my music to record labels or to other avenues to try to make it. I, I, I'm just trying to be faithful with the things that God opens up and learning to trust God instead of needing to control my life in that, in that, in that aspect of ministry. And honestly, it feels so lazy, Zane. It feels so lazy. And I have to catch myself often and correct myself. But this weird, but like really fruitful and awesome stage of life that, that I'm in, uh, I want to learn how to be content um, even though it isn't what I wanted it to look like, um, mm-hmm. that's okay. God has me right here. Um, and I'm not going to sit and bang my head against a locked door repeatedly until it opens, hoping that it opens. Mm. Um, but instead, I want to be content and try to look to Jesus as much as possible um, and be content in that and not strive, not try to control my surroundings and everything else to try to make it. Uh, but this trust that God has me and my family. Um mm-hmm. And that, and that he won't let us go. And that's so hard. That is so hard. But it's been something that I'm like, man, that is what I'm onto. And it, so it's so, it's funny because it's kind of like the the antithesis of what am I onto. It's like nothing. I, I don't, <laughs> want, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to. Uh, I, and that's not true. I do want to. But I'm trying to learn not to. Mm. And it's so weird. And it's so hard. And I'm excited to see what I learned through this. Um, yeah. because I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And Roy, I, I, I can say, I just, I appreciate your faithfulness that I, you know, I saw while we were in the same town together, but also just the faithfulness that you're given week in and week out to different local churches to where it's like, you are, you are walking some of the things that you just answered questions to 
um, week in and week out. And I know it's, I know it's making a huge difference. So just thanks for being faithful to those things. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, anything else we need to cover on this podcast? Do you need one more apology to the Sharkies? Gosh, no, Sharkies. I love you. I'm going to come and see you in March. Good. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I'm just I'm going to speed bump because you're just totally backing out of that now. Uh, you were strong. You you embraced your eightness and then you backed out on me. What uh what what should people know if they wanna if they wanna follow see what you're up to um and what uh what the band's gonna produce in the next couple months? If you missed it earlier, we I, I lead portraits music like the picture portraits. Mm-hmm. We're a band. We like to write and produce music and serve churches as best as we can. Uh, we have music uh, three EPs that are out mm-hmm. everywhere. Actually, oh I'm so frustrated. Our distributor took off our music, but hopefully by the time you're listening to this. Um, our first two EPs will be back up online. Great. And so, yeah, you can find them by searching Portraits Music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Do Your Thing. And then we are currently writing a new single, actually two new singles, and we're hoping to to release them at the fresh, at the first half of this year. Um, for any of our Abilene listeners, we're going to be leading worship at Midnight Worship and debuting one of these songs with Midnight and recording a live video at Midnight for it. Oh, and so... Man. We're pretty excited about that. Man, there's a lot of things that we're cooking that we're like excited about. And we can't wait to release some of these songs. What what's the chances, Roy, that the On to Something pod would get to know one of the titles of the songs? Oof, it's still a little bit of a working it's still a little bit of a working title, but we're we're looking at the title is closer to your heart. That's the closest one that we're that's the one that we're closest to to finishing. Closer to your heart. We're excited about it. Mike, me, Mike, and Kaylin all wrote it together. And man, this song sounds so sweet. I can't wait. And it's it's closer closer to your heart. Closer to your heart. That's it. Closer it sounds kind of like heart. a it oh, sounds okay. kind of like a Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift song, but it doesn't sound like that. I promise. Awesome. So basically, <laughs> I can put it next to Yummy on my Spotify. Hundred percent. I'm gonna be. Good. You'll never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining today, Roy. I really appreciate you just sharing some of your heart and your ministry and some of the best of it and the worst of it. Hopefully people find this a great conversation. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. That is Roy in the flesh. Well, I mean, technically in the flesh, he's kind of in the voice. It's the podcast. Anyways, we can work through that later. Uh, I'm looking forward to the weeks ahead Hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear how we're feeling about interviews with people, or if there's someone that you would like me to interview, go ahead and send me their names on the way, and we'll see if we can get them on the pod. Um, As always, please send me feedback on the project as a whole. Uh, Some of you have been awesome at giving me feedback with it, and others of you, I'm still waiting to hear from you. Uh, Also, if you're not following us and keeping your eyes peeled, We've got kind of the next chapter of this project rolling out, and it's going to be really exciting. So make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed, and uh, we'll be seeing you next week. And remember, you are onto something.